0: Hello and welcome to Creative Story Podcast with me Jess Richards. On this episode I speak with Claire um, and she talks about her adventuring on her cycling trips um, and all about how cycling as a hobby um, has been of growing importance to her and how she got started with it and um, she talks through lots of great tips and uh, interesting stories about her adventures and it's a really inspiring episode i hope you enjoy it thanks a lot claire hey hi claire
1: hi ah, it worked <laughs> yay <laughs> how are you i'm good we got there in the end
0: <laughs> yeah brilliant um so uh we were just talking about some of your hobbies um
1: yeah.
0: so tell me a bit more about the cycling
1: yeah um it's funny because I I probably still don't consider myself a cyclist because I've got friends who will go out and do a hundred miles before breakfast. So, <laughs> sort of the, the little trips that I go on, I've never class myself as a cyclist, despite doing some <laughs> some crazy cycling trips. Weirdly, um, a bike called Dolly, which um, is my sort of partner in crime on these trips, and she's not really designed for she's just like sort of city bike that you'd put your panniers on maybe cycle a couple of miles to work you know pick up your sort of shopping on the way home very thin wheels sort of eight gears um and i just sort of decided one day that i think i had some time off work so that i fancied cycling over to liverpool um from doncaster which i think it worked out about 120 miles wow um across the yeah but it was across the sort of trans pennine trail which runs from hull over to i think it's southport it ends um so i kind of broke the trip up i sort of did a, a little bit of planning which sort of took an evening and worked out that if i stopped at my sister's house in sheffield and my mum's house in oldham then i would only need to sort of find accommodation for one of the stops because i could g- then get the train home from liverpool on my last day so that kind of ended up being being the plan um so yeah we we sort of set off with no planning no real sort of idea other than following the trans pennine trail and a card in my back pocket and well what's the worst that can happen kind of attitude um yeah Yeah, which yeah it was it's not the best plan in the world but i just kind of think it's it's quite a free and easy way to do it once you start cycling the rest will sort of Will usually sort itself out um and I always kind of go with the mentality of you know if it's really really bad I'll I'll get a train I'll get a bus I'm not you know I don't sort of see them as challenges where you know you have to get from A to B as quick as possible it's more about sort of adventure for me um so yeah I spent four days cycling over the Pennine Trail which um if any of your listeners are aware varies anything from a tarmac path in places to rubble fields it actually crosses the pennines it's it's quite a tough course um so i spent a lot of it walking pushing my bike up hills cursing myself for ever setting off um at one, yeah, at one point it it had rained continuously for about 5 hours of the journey um the paths were all waterlogged the canals that i was riding alongside were just flooded i was um So I got a train for sort of 10 miles (laughs) to my next stop um, because I just thought it's not pleasant. I kind of do these things because they're fun. They're not an endurance task. If it's really miserable, then I'm not going to do it, Um, which is where I sort of vary slightly from my friends who will just go out. And if they have to do 100 miles that day, then come hell or high water, wind, rain or snow, they will be out putting 100 miles in, whereas I'm quite fair weather. (laughs) <laughs> but
0: that sounds like a great adventure though. So, did you
1: find oh, like, did you see yeah. things
0: you didn't expect along the way?
1: um It was really interesting to do a lot of it because I've traveled sort of like, obviously, across the motorways and things over to Manchester and sort of like across to Liverpool. But to actually do it on like a bike and not just sort of like a mountain bike, a bike that's really not suitable <laughs> for, for any. <laughs> But any of the terrain I mean the bike wasn't set up for it I wasn't set up for it um but it was it was to be honest it wasn't particularly um it wasn't like an inspiring you know the, the pen crossing the sort of the peak district was quite nice um and crossing over the Pennines but the rest of it a lot of it is just sort of like along canal paths um tow paths through you know it's it's not the, the best of scenery, but I'd set out with the idea that I wanted to end up at Crosby Beach, just north of Liverpool, where the Anthony Gormley installation is, with all the statues that are sort of set into the sea.
0: Mm, I've heard of that. I haven't ever been.
1: Oh, it's amazing. Wow. Yeah, it really is um, an amazing place. And I've been there before. So I just kind of had in my head that if I could get to Liverpool, that'd be absolutely fantastic. If I could get there in time for my train home even better because I wouldn't have to buy a new train ticket but I sort of really hoped that I could get there early enough to kind of head north and and get to the beach um, which I somehow managed to do Um, and then when I actually got onto the beach um, I just (laughs) I burst into tears (laughs) Um, and I just sort of saw the statues and I think it was just such a tough four-day cycling for someone who you know isn't a cyclist or doesn't consider themselves a cyclist it was such a a long sort of like, and because I was on my own and I think it's quite, um, it's quite testing when you're on your own and you don't really have anyone to chat to along the way um, to sort of keep your spirits up if you're, you know, if you're flagging or if you're, you know, it's been raining for five hours and you're just feeling sort of pretty wet and miserable. Um, so I, I got to the beach and, and promptly burst into tears, which um, two women who happened to be passing just sort of came up to check that I was okay because I was in a bit of a state and then... <laughs> And then and then I, I made them take a picture of me next to one of the statues when I was still a bit teary and then told them what I'd done and yeah, they were very impressed. But it was it was yeah, it was an emotional one that one. <laughs>
0: yeah, that sounds amazing. So did that start you on a few more cycling adventures?
1: Well, that was actually my second one. Um the the first one the first sort of one that I ever did over a few days was um on I have like a road bike which is more you kind of like you serious head down lycra it, you know the the type of people you sort of pass on the roads on a a sunny sunday morning so and i decided that i was going to cycle down to Watford which is where my partner lived um and i'd planned it out and that was about 170 miles wow yeah um and i was doing that one over 3 days um and i vowed at the end of that one that I was never ever 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 going to do <laughs> anything like that again. Um I hated it. I absolutely hated it. I think the distances were much more than I was expecting because again, I'm not a cyclist. I'll keep going back to this, but I don't train for these things. I just kind of think I've got all day. If I have to do 60 miles, I can sort of stop when I want, I can have lunch, I can kind of take as long as I need um but the 170 miles over three days was um absolutely exhausting it it really really you know at the end of it I was really really unhappy I'd not enjoyed it I'd struggled being on my own I hadn't anticipated how difficult it was going to be um so much so that I actually left I left my bike at my my partner's house (laughs) like I just I couldn't even look at I couldn't even look at the bike (laughs) literally i was just i'd planned i'd even booked to take it back on the train home with me and i was just like the thought of just having to deal with the bike again um just put me off and i just said i would never ever do anything like that again um and to be fair it was it was well over a year later when i decided to when i decided to cycle over to liverpool but what i did do was um in that year I had a bit of time for reflection and to, to understand why I hated it so much and the aspects that I really didn't enjoy um I was able to kind of like amend for the Liverpool trip so I did a shorter distance I did it over more days um I stopped with family I didn't do it on roads I did it on a trail so I didn't have to deal with cars trying to kill me and lorries and a roads and it, yeah the the London trip really was a a sort of steep learning curve yeah no
0: I think um, London is I mean I just got a bike um because I, I do like cycling when I'm on holidays and yeah. stuff when I'm in places okay, yeah. like Devon or you know just places that are relatively flat and have cycle trails yeah, yeah. but the idea of cycling yeah, that sounds perfect. yeah but the idea of cycling in London I just found pretty terrifying because I did at one stage have a car here and just having been a motorist here, I realised how mm-hmm. how you know the traffic's insane, and also you know when there are bikes yeah. around you, yeah. there is no real space
1: yeah. on the road. So no, it's um, I, I don't think I would cycle in London. What I've seen of it, I think it would petrify me. It would absolutely petrify me, and I think that's why I stuck to like the trails when I've done things since. So I'm not on like the main roads when I'm tired and I'm exhausted and I don't really know where I am because I think it can kind of you know I don't want to be having cycled sort of 60 70 miles being a bit lost and feeling tired and hungry and kind of having cars whizzing past me isn't isn't my idea of fun and if it's not fun I'm not going to do it. (laughs) Is (laughs) it it has to be fun so yeah when I did London I was like that was not fun I am not going to do that ever again then I got a different bike, and I kind of realised that you know the sort of the the feeling crept back a little bit. Um, so that was probably my favourite one. And then I've just done a a, a quick two day trip recently around something called the Cheshire Ring, which is a, a network of sort of canals that connect all around sort of Stockport Manchester area, and it forms like a hundred mile loop of the canal towpaths. Mm, that sounds good. Yeah, it sounds amazing, doesn't it? And you just think, oh, lovely canal towpaths, it'll be scenic. Um, yeah, I thought it sounded great too <laughs> <laughs> when I was planning it. <laughs> um, but it turns out that sort of 60 miles of canal towpaths is um, it's quite boring. <laughs> there's um, there's not a lot to see. And once you've seen 300 canal boats, the rest are sort of fairly similar. <laughs> uh, Yeah, there's not, (laughs) there's not really, yeah, canals weren't fun. I thought it'd be lovely. Um, But again, sort of like the surfaces weren't suitable for my bike, which, you know, is my issue. It's not the, I know there's plenty of people that have done the ring on sort of mountain bikes and had great times. But again, I think I um, stupidly underestimated it because, like I've said, I don't really sort of train for things. I just set off with an idea. And hope for the best and, and hope that I can kind of get round so that's what I did but on the second day I just decided straight away that I wasn't um I didn't really fancy doing another sort of 50 miles looking at a stretch of water and willing myself to you know I was desperate to sort of throw myself in at some <laughs> points it was that boring <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was not for me. Um, so I ended up taking sort of like some of the road routes, and then I did a detour into Manchester City Centre and kind of went to do a few things there. Which, you know, that sort of like livened it up. To, for an understatement, Manchester City Centre is a, a lively place at the best of times. Um, but I, I did nearly get into it the, the most dangerous situation I think I've ever been in on the bike. Was on a canal going through Manchester city centre under a bridge. Um, and I don't know if you've ever been in one of those situations where you kind of like, you stop and then you realise the situation that you're in and you kind of go, Shh, yeah, oh my, this is not good. Do, do, do you know what I mean? That situation where you kind of go, oh, hang on, this isn't, this isn't kind of where I need to be. Yeah, yeah. Um. And I'd sort of cycled down this sort of quite narrow path um, and it was about to go under a bridge. So then a, a railing had started along the side of the canal so you couldn't fall in. And I kind of I couldn't see the end of the tunnel, but I could kind of see some figures. So I kind of stopped and I was thinking, mm, I don't think this is a a sort of good idea. You know, I'm I'm on my own. This is a dark tunnel. I can't see actually who's under there. And just as I was having this sort of conversation in my head, this sort of figure just appeared, like pretty much in front of me, walking towards me. Um, and I couldn't turn around on the towpath because it was too narrow. And then I noticed that there was another person, sort of like so. There was two blokes who were sort of like a few meters apart. Mm. Um, so I, and I just thought, if one of them walks past me, and then turns around and says something, I'm then in between two guys who come out of this really dodgy situation. And i'm kind of stuck i can't move anywhere i'm sort of with the bikes and i just kind of my heart sank and i just thought oh god this is something good's not going to happen here and anyway the first guy who was walking towards me was actually quite smartly dressed but the guy behind him was anything but and i was just sort of like sat there and as the guy walked past me went oh i wouldn't go under there if i were you love and i just kind of went oh. and He's sort of like, I'm not going to repeat what he said um about these other people that were under the bridge. So I just went, oh, right, okay. So I like really quickly had to, and then this other guy passed me and then I had to like really quickly sort of like move my bike back and sort of like half turn it around on the canal, which is, I thought I was going to fall in and then like cycled <laughs> off. And, like my heart was just like in my mouth. I, it could have been anything under there. I don't know, but I just thought, why did you put yourself in that situation? wow you know it it just it just didn't feel safe and I kind of I still went down there and I paused and I just thought that could have been actually quite a horrible situation to have found yourself in
0: yeah that sounds a bit scary unless you've got
1: to be careful where you go yeah and I'd never sort of had that before and this was like in the middle of the day um and I've never had any issues like that before like I say nothing happened they just kind of went I wouldn't go under there if I were you but I just thought it was this situation that I'd kind of found myself in you know so but that's I think that's the only time that I've ever been sort of scared I mean I've been lost and hungry and tired and knackered and crying and things but as far as sort of actually thinking oh god something bad's going to happen here I think that's probably the only time it has done I mean it hasn't put me off at all but I'll just um maybe avoid some of the the, the the less social areas of Manchester going underneath bridges in the future. <laughs> yeah.
0: So do you think that um it's anyone can get started cycling. Do you need a lot of kit or anything to, to get
1: with it? no 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 I no, no I don't go for any I mean don't be wrong you can spend thousands, you can spend thousands on a bike, you can spend thousands on a kit. Um if you want to do that, crack on, you'll have a great time. Um, I think my bike cost me 300 pounds, which was the top end of my budget. Um, and most of the trip I was just cycling in. I think it was a pair of cycling shorts that I've had about five years that probably cost me maybe 15 quid off Amazon, ah. like <laughs> decathlon, um, a pair of trainers. In fact, the biggest expense I've had, which is before I did the trip over to Liverpool. I treated myself to a bike jacket which was on the set on sale in halfords and it was reduced to 30 quid from 80 um and that's kind of stayed with me ever since but that's the most expensive piece of kit that i've got um for me cycling is just about sort of getting out and doing it and part of when i do these trips is just kind of i don't have the best kit i don't have you know amazing sort of like bike computers that tell me where i'm going i have my phone shoved in my back pocket with a a battery pack that I have to hope lasts me till I get to the next place. Um, You know, some people couldn't cope with doing it like that. Some people have to be, like, super organised and know they've got everything. I mean, I've never changed a tyre <laughs> on my bike. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying that, and then people say, well, do you have to take everything with you? I I have one in a tube that's been in the back of my bag for a couple of years. I, I wouldn't have a clue. What to do?
0: Yeah, I've <laughs> I've just think, you know, it's I've... like people say with mm. cars and stuff. You you know if you you have the spare tire in the back, and I'm like, how, do you know how to do that? You know? <laughs> yeah,
1: I'm sure there's one in there, but ask me to do it, but i'm not a clue. <laughs> um. So yeah, I mean, I think cycling can just be as as simple as you want to make it. Really, it's um. I, I really enjoy just going on, just going, well, let's just go out for a ride and see where we end up. You know, there's so many good sort of like networks and trails about once you start looking into it. I mean, the National Cycle Network is amazing and it crosses all over the country. I mean, you can cycle from Land's End to John and Groats practically using these, which are all off-road, sort of like great for families, they're great for people who don't want to be near traffic, you know. Um, yeah, just get a bike and get out there and do a bit of exploring. It's... Um, you, and you don't have to be a cyclist I'm not a cyclist
0: you <laughs> keep saying that because I
1: just think like
0: you've been cycling for four days
1: that makes you a cyclist yeah. right you don't
0: need like a badge or like a, a, you don't need to pass a test
1: no I know it's a really strange one um and I think it is just because I have so many friends and I know so many people who do what I would class as proper cycling you know I mean the sort of you know 100 miles or 120 miles they would do that routinely on like a Sunday morning and have a coffee stop and then go home for breakfast so that to me is sort of proper cycling so me just sort of heading off with Dolly for a couple of days adventuring <laughs> I don't really I never really consider cy- proper cycling I think but maybe I am maybe I am a cyclist yeah I just don't
0: I like the idea of calling it adventuring though because it's it's like unknown and it feels like there aren't that many opportunities anymore to do something unplanned and with a little bit of spontaneity.
1: Absolutely yeah and it is you know some people sort of struggle with that and need everything to be sort of like quite routinely planned out but sort of for me when I do these sort of things the It's not about arriving at a certain place. I don't go on a cycling trip so I can visit a place. It's kind of, I think, well, the day that I'm going to spend cycling is the adventure. It just so happens that I'll be stopping somewhere overnight. But for me, just going off, and I do call it adventuring, you know, we're off on an adventure because that way I don't, you know, if I have to get a train, then I get a train. It's all part of the adventure. I don't sort of set myself high targets where, I have to do so many miles or I need to get there before this time, you know, if I want to stop at the pub, I'll stop at the pub. If I want to go and have some lunch or if I want to just stop and sit by the side of the road, I do, I do that. I don't kind of set high barriers for, and I don't sort of structure it too much. It is just the plan is I will get there at some point And that's kind of the adventure. I'm not fast. Um, and that's another reason maybe why I don't sort of class myself as a a proper cyclist because it will take me you know eight nine hours to do what some people will do in two you know it's very it's a very relaxed pace that I take and when I explain to people that anybody can do this you know you don't have to be super fit I mean it might help if you've got some padded shorts or (laughs) a a decent saddle um but you know you you sort of take it at your own pace you stop when you want to you have a look round you you know you do as much as you want it's not a it's supposed to be fun, and I just think cycling for me is a fun thing. It's not a an endurance. It's not something where I need to sort of grind the miles out or do it in horrible weather. You know, if I wake up one morning and was planning on a bike ride and it's been lashing down with rain, I'm not going because that's not fun for me. Um, and, I, I, you know, I have sort of taken people on bike rides who have initially said, oh, no, I couldn't do that. I couldn't cycle that far. And I said, oh, come on, we've got the day off. Let's just go and, and try it, and they've done it. And they've got there, and they're like, "Oh right I didn't think it would be i didn't think I'd be able to do this I didn't think it'd be as easy as it was and I think sometimes giving people that confidence that you know no you can do it it's not it it's as difficult as you need it to be you know if you want to go flat out and twenty mile an hour by all means that's fantastic, but if you want to cycle at five or six miles an hour and stop at every pub that you see, then that's also absolutely okay, and you'll probably have more fun if you're a little bit drunk." <laughs> yeah
0: and it's that's really good because it's also about you know just doing things your own way which I think absolutely it's like you know you don't have to be I do think with sports it becomes a bit like it's partly because everything is a bit commercialized but you get the feeling that you're supposed to be doing sport in a certain way like you know running but with these trainers and this outfit and you know all this stuff and it's like actually you know it, there is a low barrier to entry with quite a lot of this stuff
1: absolutely yeah I mean it's like exercise for Instagram isn't it you know it's we all do it you sort of like look on Instagram and it's all these like amazing pictures of people doing all these workouts and I just think I don't look like that. <laughs> you know I when I'm on my little b- panniers on the back and I've got my woolly hat on and you know I'm, I'm drenched to the bone and I'm just pootling along I think I don't look like that and I, I love the idea of people going oh actually maybe I could have a go at that or maybe I could do that
0: yeah just yeah.
1: from hearing about my stupid adventures because I always say to them people say oh I could never do that and I sort of go well what is it about that you don't? the distance okay we'll do a shorter distance well what if something happens well it might do that's sort of part of that's part of the fun almost it's like well, yeah something might happen you're gonna to have to if you're the, if you're out cycling on your own and you're in the middle of nowhere and something happens you, you kind of have to think on your feet and deal with it that's and some people can deal with that and some people think oh actually yeah that sounds really good some people are just like mm, no no that's not for me um but for me I'm like well I have I've got my card I've got my phone if the worst comes to the worst, I'll phone someone to pick me up. I'll hitch a lift. I'll get a bus. It doesn't have to be, like I say, the, the, the barrier for entry. And not just in cycling. I guess for sort of sort of veering off a bit into some of the other things I do now. I mean, I, I used to do quite a lot of sort of open water swimming. And I used to really? sort of run quite a lot. And they're both, yeah, I sort of did triathlons for a little while, just sort of combine them all. But I've kind of got to the point now where, like I say, I, I do things for fun and enjoyment, not for... Training, you know, I don't sort of train towards things. I do it because, you know, I feel like doing it. I'll go for a swim if I want to swim that day, or I'll, I'll go on a bike ride. And I just think sometimes you can kind of look at sort of like the Instagram kind of, you know, oh, these people who look perfect when they're exercising. I think, well, the reality is, you know, you don't need to. You can have any old trainers and you, you pull them on and run around your block you know, where you kind of go from there, if you want to sort of progress it further, you know. Um, so, no, I'm, I'm all about sort of getting more people into doing things, but in a relaxed sort of fun way, you know, because I think it, you can get sort of a bit kind of fixated on the, oh, well, I'm not fast enough or I'm too old or I'm not fit enough. And I think, well, you can do things at any fitness level. You can always go and do something, you know, and, um, yeah, so I, I hope people people should do more cycling. It's just a fun way of do more adventure stuff as well. Life's too short not to have silly adventures. <laughs>
0: yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's kind of made me feel more enthusiastic about getting out on my bike. Um, yeah, I, I'm building the confidence up on the roads, but it is that sense of freedom as well when, you actually, yeah. when you're actually when you on your bike or just doing something um, at your own pace yeah. and having no, no one else telling yeah. you how it should be done i think there's there's some satisfaction absolutely. in that
1: yeah what you need to do if you're not up for cycling on roads if you have a look at the um, national cycle network there will be the i mean if you have a look at the map they literally cover the whole country and all their routes are kind of like from traffic um so they're absolutely ideal you know for people who are just sort of starting off who aren't confident on the roads because roads are scary they are scary and a lot of the times you know without going on to a rant but you know cyclists are sort of seen as a bit of a, a menace on the roads or as like a just a moving target basically um and if you're not a particularly confident cyclist or you're just setting out that's it's really intimidating and it's it's not pleasant you know it's not pleasant if you've been doing it a long time but it's certainly you know it can knock your confidence so sort of starting off on something like the the national cycle networks is ideal you know it's um they're really good, and that they're all over the country, so you can you know just have a quick look on there,
0: yeah, no, I'll definitely check that out mm. that was really interesting um I've definitely got a lot of ideas from
1: <laughs> yeah
0: um that I think that's pretty much um that's kind of a good chunk of recording I think for. <laughs> and uh yeah thanks for thanks for sharing that um and you know we can when you listen to it back uh it I think yeah. it's going to be really interesting with lots of inspiration for people
1: mm. yeah I mean like I say I'm not you know I'm not I'm a 39 year old mum of two who just happens to sort of you know, I've got a week off in October and I'm already thinking, I wonder what I could do, I wonder where I could go or what I could, you know, I've already got me a little sort of planning head on. And um, yeah, I mean, if, if one person thinks, oh, you know what, I might go on my bike this weekend, then yeah, brilliant.
0: Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Well, thanks so much,
1: Claire. I want you on your bike though, Jess. I want to hear that you've been on your bike. <laughs> yeah,
0: absolutely. I mean, it's there. I've, I've, it's uh, And I've got, I'm building my confidence so you know I've just got to get out there yes you can do it <laughs> thanks so much Claire uh, it's been lovely to chat oh, no. um and thanks yeah, for sharing yeah. your ideas and your experiences
1: yeah not a problem it's been lovely to chat to you guys okay, take care okay thank we'll you be, bye.